This episode of the Up for Discussion podcast is brought to you in part by a fake ad I wrote. I'm David, by the way. Glad to have finally met. Ah, greetings, adventurer. It is I, Melloc the Mad. You've journeyed from very far away to get here, I see. Must have taken many moons, and I bet you've spent most of your gold doing so, eh? <laughs> uh, no, not really. I just booked a flight with Travel Direct. Direct flights with no layovers and at a pretty affordable rate, too. Travel Direct? I do not know this school of magics. It's not magic, just a great, easy and affordable service. Easy and affordable? Sounds like magic to me. Travel Direct. It's like magic, but it's really not. Didn't hear you guys there. Uh, welcome to episode 122 of the Up for Discussion podcast, the only show on the internet where we talk about the things we talk about in the order we talk about them. I'm Tom Zalatnai. I'm Johan Denora. I'm Adrian Schoen. I'm Kate Bradley. Oh man, the gang's all back together. <laughs> Except for Simon. The boys are back in town. <laughs> Look, Simon <laughs> is posting so many lovely pictures on Instagram. I'm sure he's okay. Yeah. Simon, I don't have Instagram right now. So if I'm not liking them, it's not because I don't like them. It's because I don't know they exist. Sorry. <laughs> You're not missing too much. Uh, I've just been informed by Tom that I am not missing too much. Simon, fuck you. <laughs> And a big resounding fuck you to Simon. I think we can all agree. Oh, sure. I don't know. Nope. Fighting the fighting the torch. You're fighting it. I I like Simon. You like Simon. You know what? Oh, I don't like that at all. (laughs) (laughs) I wish we'd recorded that with a video camera. Uh, Maybe one of those cameras that catch ghosts, because that was spooky and paranormal. You looked like a marionette. Uh, well, I played one of a fast track workshop over the weekend, so mm. maybe why? You play one once and you become the marionette, right? Yeah, yes. guys. I've, you... I've always said that. Right? Yeah. Oh, because you, you do the puppet thing. <laughs> oh, that's true. You do do the puppet thing. <laughs> yeah, I, I do have. Maybe uh, we could have Commander Scully on sometime. That'd be fun. Yeah. What is the puppet thing? I'm sorry. I'm an idiot. And uh, well, they're, they're, Montreal Improv has a, a puppet group. Really? Yeah. So we have all handmade our own puppets. Oh. And uh, <laughs> we occasionally do improv. Uh, how big are the puppets? They're they're like based on a pattern that's really similar to a lot of the Sesame Street uh, Muppets. Oh, okay. So they're I mean they're the size of your hand, I suppose. But um, okay, but so yeah, they're the kind that you control. Is there a difference? But like, there are different kinds of. Is a marionette a puppet? Like, is that... I believe a Muppet is a marionette and a puppet. That's why they have, like, the stick arms. It's yes. considered... Oh, gotcha. It's yeah, the blend sense. of the two. Whoa. That's why it's called I didn't a Muppet. Know that. Yeah, me neither. Yeah, but I think it's now trademarked, so I don't know if they're... Oh, right, right. <laughs> right. How many people uh, are in this group? Uh, there well, there were two um, sessions of courses that um, uh, Lisa put together that are super fun, and I definitely recommend if you ever want to take them, 
they're amazing. Uh, it's like just regressing to childhood, and everybody's like sitting around. She plays Disney music, and everybody's oh God, sewing uh, these little little puppets together. Um, <clears throat> so there were two sessions of that, and then so now I think there's probably about eighteen people that have puppets huh. and and are available and get together sometimes to do shows. Huh. I would love to try that actually. Oh, yeah. so she fun. has a weekend intensive. I wish I knew the website by heart, but I don't. Yeah, I'm, I'm blanking on it. Yeah. But. And Lisa was a Lisa a wonderful lady. Uh, Lisa, she's yeah. she's great. She's wonderful, marvelous, she's truly a, wonderful. She's such a lovely lady. Word coming in that Lisa is a wonderful person. We'll get right back to you after sports. Peanuts, peanuts, cauliflower. Meant to say cotton candy. It's okay. <laughs> cauliflower is my favorite sport. <laughs> they just cauliflower, Cotton. cauliflower, beer, beer, cauliflower. That's what they. Hey, I'll take two of those cauliflowers <laughs> over here. This is the Paleo Stadium. The only <laughs> foods that the caveman ate: cauliflower, cauliflower. I think cauliflower is a big staple for cavemen. Probably. Yeah. I made some cauliflower last night. That was. Pretty good. Mm. What do you do to make your cauliflower? So I chopped it up. Uh, and Wait, I before fried. you start. Yeah. Tom's Cooking Corner, a new segment on the show. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Tom's Cooking Corner. Today, I'm going to talk you through my recipe for fried cauliflower. First thing you want to do is chop up your cauliflower into nice little chunks. Then you're going to want to just coat that bad boy in soy sauce, curry powder, garlic powder, and a little bit of salt. Throw that shit in the pan. Give it a good flash. Let it sit for a bit. Eat it up. Oh, this cauliflower is really good, Tom. Mm -hmm. Thanks, you guys. So many powders. (laughs) (laughs) See you on that segment. Yep. (laughs) Great. That sounds great. Yeah, it was pretty good. I had just had a cauliflower in the fridge and I needed to do something with it. So, Cauliflower is one of those things that I thought I'd never like, but then I found like one recipe for it and now I like eat it constantly. Do you Not want to share your cauliflower recipe? Uh, yeah. Can you uh, open my segment up for me? <laughs> Johan's Food Corner. Hey guys, this is a very different segment than uh, Tom's, uh, arguably better. So what you're going to want to do is you're going to want to get one nice head of cauliflower you're going to want to peel all that green shit off you're going to want to break it into popcorn sized chunks you're going to want to maybe give it a little rinse once it's completely dry you can use uh, paper towels to dry all the pieces out you're going to lay it out on some parchment paper in a pan while your oven is preheating to 350 on convect if you have a convect oven then you're going to want to coat them lightly with olive oil toss that up then you're going to throw a bit of smoked paprika on top and then a tiny a little a small amount of cinnamon to taste what and then also some salt uh, because it helps with the frying process get that moisture out of there then you're going to toss them again with your hands get them nice and coated throw them in the oven for like 30 minutes on convect they should come out nice and browned a little charred if you like that and uh yeah it's like eating fun paprika popcorn Paleo friendly from my paleo uh, food lovers. <laughs> wow. wow. The studio audience would like to know mm-hmm. how many recipes did you go through before you fell in love with this one? 
zero. That was the old, first. The really? Only, wow. Yeah. My girlfriend's mom, Renee's mom made it and uh, she pronounces it paprika, which is why I now pronounce it paprika. <laughs> and um, yeah, I don't know. Uh, I, she made it one time for like Thanksgiving and I really liked it. So I am a creature of habit. Oh. Do, 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 do. Yeah. Nice guys. Adrian and I do not have a cauliflower recipe unless I spoke too soon. Uh, I have one. Oh, you do. Oh, okay. shit. Uh, but it, as it goes through my head, it just sounds too boring to get into, but it is a Asian uh, rice, mock rice, and it's delicious, but it takes too long to make, so I I don't make it that often. What? Well, well, What's mock rice? Yeah, what makes something it's, it's mock ca- rice? It's cauliflower rice. It's when yeah, you, you just uh, blend it yeah. uh, so that it comes in little pieces, and you can use it as like a rice substitute. Oh. And it is delicious, but it takes three times as long to uh, mm. make than it does to eat. <laughs> That's not uh, the type of meal I want to prepare. <laughs> I love on like recipe sites for things like that where it's like, rice or replacements like replacing like common foods with something else right they're always like um i don't know the recipes always read as being like this is something i love to make for my family pretty much every night of the week my kids (laughs) love our cauliflower pizza base that's what i saw our cauliflower pizza crust it's super simple to whip up here are the 25 instructions that you need to do to do it and it'll take you all day all lies it's just lies it takes way too long and it takes me 10 minutes to eat it and i'm like this took two hours i give up Yeah. yeah you need to be a professional recipe person to bother doing it like your job needs to be making these recipes yeah I always love when a recipe like includes a cast iron pan uh, and then they include like a 10 page section on how to properly treat your cast iron before getting to the recipe. They're like, guys, we're going to teach you how to make eggs in a skillet today. But before we do that, let's make sure that you're treating your skillet with care. Yeah, I feel like um, people who own cast iron skillets are a lot of people, but also it's like the kind of thing where like with like with bikes where like you could just own one and like use it and like treat it, you know, like a whatever. Or you could, you know, buy a thousand dollar cast iron skillet and like really like, you know, massage it with coconut oil at night before bed to like make sure it retains its cast ironness. Yeah, it's your lifestyle choice at that point. Yeah. Like yeah, it yeah, is yeah. I this is who I am. It is part of my identity. Yeah. I am one of these cast iron skillet people. Like you have a t shirt that says like <laughs> In cast iron we trust yeah. or something. I like but that now, a lot. I'm, now I'm having the horrible thought of how many cast iron pans are abused and ne- neglected. Oh, so and, many. And not rubbed yeah. with coconut butter. Yeah. If you don't so. read a bedtime story to your cast iron <laughs> pans yeah. every night, you're a bad cast iron pan dad or mom. It's crazy. I turned on the TV the other day and Sarah McLaughlin was there with like 30 cast yes, iron, iron pans. pans. <laughs> And it was reverberating of all the yeah yeah the acoustics were really great actually. (laughs) Then they go to a support group for walks and cast iron (laughs) things that have been mistreated and not seasoned properly. Can it be called from all walks of life? I was literally just thinking that you fucker. (laughs) We just high fived. Cool. Oh man. Should we get into the Patreon stuff? We can get into the Patreon stuff. Okay. Patreon. <laughs> I didn't need to read that part of the copy. <laughs> it was in bold. He couldn't resist. We've released over 120 episodes. Of the- I haven't. Tom has. I've released like eight. 
But someone has released over 120 episodes of this show, and none of that would have been possible without the support of our donors over at patreon.com slash upfordiscussion. By pledging as little as a dollar a month, you can help us make this show as dope as possible week after week for the rest of forever. If you do, you'll be joining the ranks of fine folks like Patrick, Gabriel... You thought you were going to drown out Kendallin's name, but I won't let you. Kendallin, Candice, Eric, and Carlea. <laughs> and if you give at least $5 a month, you get to tell us what to talk about once a month on the show. You get to be the Puppet Masters. Whoa! Oh. This week's Patreon topic comes from Kendallin, <laughs> who asks, Do you have a template or inspiration for how you act on social media? Oh, so the words template and inspiration don't really work for me, but I do have like rules or, that I follow. Rules, okay, yeah. yeah. Oh, you do? I mean, to some extent, like I'm not going <laughs> to, it's weird because I, I tweet very personal things, but I'm never actually tweeting anything super personal. Like I, I'm not going to tweet about like, you know, actual things. I'm just so going to tweet things that li- sound like actual things. So you're lying? <laughs> oh, 100% of the time. Really? Yeah, my name's not even Tom Zalatnai. <laughs> What the fuck am I doing half of the day following these messages and thinking you're connecting with me on a social media level? So I, I feel like I need to explain, like... Yeah. Yeah, you definitely yeah. do. I don't understand a fucking word of what you said. Betrayed. So, so like, I, I get personal and honest about stuff while omitting enough details that people can't actually figure anything out about my life. Yeah, that's called subtweeting. Not necessarily, though. Okay, like, I, fair enough. So, like, you know, I'll, I'll tweet about, like, depression and anxiety, but I won't tweet tweet about like my relationship status mm-hmm. like i'm okay. not gonna tweet okay. like i just had sex is never something i'm gonna tweet so i'm uh, also you know celibate so <laughs> but you know I, I wouldn't do that right but so I it's might more tweet about, about like loneliness. making a choice yeah of like certain things you will talk about and other things you won't yeah exactly. and you feel that in the end of the day there's kind of a balance achieved of people knowing um enough about you and that's what you want to show but then keeping certain things out of the the public eye yeah, yeah. exactly i just gotta have like a private side to my life right yeah, yeah of course right. yeah. Yeah, yeah because if everything's out there on the internet like then your whole identity and like how you value yourself is also tied like far too intrinsically to what you're producing and putting out yeah as as much as um tweeting something <laughs> is producing anything right but, yeah, yeah. Well, that's, yeah. And I guess my only other thing is that, like, I try to post daily mm-hmm. on mm-hmm. whatever. Mm-hmm. You know, I've gotten bad at that with Instagram and Snapchat, but mm-hmm. with, like, Facebook and Twitter, I'm pretty active. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I used to post a lot kind of in that same vein where I'd, I'd put up something clever or, you know, whatever that was uh, part of, like, everybody went out last night and somebody said something, you know, kind of clever or referential to something that, that was amusing to me, but kind of vague and... And mysterious. So all the people that were there would always like it, but a lot of other people seem to enjoy it as well. Um, but it's really self indulgent. I'm a huge asshole. Like that's that's <laughs> what it boils down to. <laughs> it's just for like my own entertainment. Um, but I used to do uh, professional social media, and then I stopped posting all things altogether. Like I just dropped off the face of the planet. Like because uh, you couldn't have the two. You were doing too much professionally. You couldn't, there wasn't space for you anymore. Yeah. Like th- I, there was a funny thing. Like I would do the social media account for uh, the company I worked at and 
uh, everybody would join the company. Like we did it as a recruiting kind of thing. Cause everybody's like, Oh, it looks like so much fun. You guys are always having cupcakes. You guys are always oh. you know, doing these kind of fun events. Everybody hates having those pictures taken. Like mm. you can't get people to get up off of the, like whatever they're working on to like, yeah. they're like, Oh, okay, fine. And then they, they smile and they do this little stage photo. They go back to work. <laughs> so it's like all like a, a, a lie. Um, but <laughs> good old lies. But yeah, like it. It just became such a chore uh, to do it, mm-hmm. and, uh, and just writing social media accounts for you know companies like you know yeah. friendly kid stuff. Oh my goodness! Like, you know, uh, kids clothing and stuff like that. And so you're trying to come up with nonsense for places you don't work at. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that would be hard. And like a lot of it, like just a high volume of nonsense. Mm-hmm. Uh, it it is draining. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I kind of kind of stopped. <laughs> Goodness, but you started up again since you. Uh... Uh, I tweet more nonsense now. I actually did a, a a pie chart breakdown last year of uh how much of my Facebook page was made up of other people posting things at me, uh, <laughs> how much was me reposting other people's stuff, and how much was me just creating original nonsense. And uh, it, th- for that particular year, it was like a lot. It was mostly other people posting things to my page. Mm. But, uh, you know, I, tr- I try to keep people entertained. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I get that. I-, I find it hard, like, you know, every time one of these goes up, I have to share it everywhere. Mm. Yeah. Which makes it, you know, that's one, sometimes two a week that I need to post to like a bunch of places. And then when I'm done with that, I'm like, well, I don't really feel like touching Facebook anymore today. Yeah. Like, I'm not mm-hmm. going to share extra things. I've already shared this. And, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. On the other hand, it means that I, you know, get my quota. <laughs> You're like, well, that's my one for the day. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, know? totally. Yeah. I have a, a lovely porridge of uh, art posts and depression and anxiety posts mm-hmm. and uh, the good old posts that you delete like 20 seconds after you've posted. Yeah. No. So sometimes, sometimes a lot of the time, the ones that I delete is just me being too dark mm. and just needing to share it with somebody and feeling like that's the right place to do it. And then realizing it's a really bummerific message. And it's like, nope, back, out, out. Rainbows. Yeah, every once in a while I have a tweet that I delete like a minute or two later. Yeah. yeah. So I'm like, uh, I thought this was funny, but someone's going to message me asking if I'm okay, and I don't feel like explaining. <laughs> yeah, I definitely, I mean, so yeah, like I said earlier, I deleted my Instagram app, like not my account, but just the app, because I was just tired of like being on Instagram. Um, and, uh, but when I was on Instagram, and like my my thing about Instagram is that I just, I only want to post when I'm doing I'm not the kind of person who's going to like just take a artsy photo of this or that because I don't feel I'm like very good at that. And also I'm, I just, uh, I don't spend my time that way. Like I, I, if I don't think of it that way, like I'm, when I'm out doing something, I'm not like, Oh, this would be a great photo. It's just not mm-hmm. how my brain works. But, um, if I'm doing something cool, you know, um, like making promoting, cauliflower, promoting a show. Yeah. Making cauliflower, uh, like arguably the coolest thing to do in the world. <laughs> uh, no, but like, um, you know, uh, I don't know. Uh, I, I like for any kind of special occasion in my life, like that's when I'll post a photo on Instagram sort of mm-hmm. as like a, I mean, I, I, there's a big part of it that's just, Hey, here's what I'm doing. Look at this shit. And then there's another part that's kind of like, I want to keep a record of the things that I do. Like mm-hmm. when I upgraded my phone, I had a bigger um, memory 
uh, like more memory on the phone, like I actually started taking more pictures. I realized that before that, when I had like, you know, a 16 gigabyte phone, still a lot, but um, I wasn't really taking pictures of anything. And I, I, I would look at like my girlfriend's photo album. She's got pictures from so long ago. And I realized like it's a good way to, you do that because you want to keep those memories, right? So yeah. uh, as far as Twitter goes, it's mostly just bullshit and uh, <laughs> retweeting other people's bullshit. I find Twitter hilarious. Um, yeah, and, and I, I definitely am trying to make a point now of not posting uh, anything like too negative or anything that I feel like, I like it might seem in the moment like posting something like really like aggressive or negative about a thing is going to make me feel better, but it actually won't. Hmm. Like I don't want to be putting negativity out there as much as possible. Right. Um, like just I was on the bus coming here and I was thinking about something that I was frustrated about and I was like, oh, maybe I could like shoot out like a funny sub about that. Uh, I just I like, you know, opened up Twitter and I, I just realized like there's no this is not going to solve a thing about the <laughs> problem yeah. that I'm having yeah. and if anything it's going to like compact in my mind like oh you do have something to be like angry about or mm. which I don't like I shouldn't right um and then Facebook I don't post much on I only just I just promote myself on Facebook yeah at this point or like speak to friends through messenger mm. but it's just not the social media app that I use that much but I don't yeah I don't have like a uh, a person that I model myself <laughs> off um there's a lot of like really really funny creators on twitter mm. who mm. are just so talented at like coming up with jokes in that format because it does take like a bit of effort to make something really funny on 140 characters and um i just i i love like retweeting those people but i i don't necessarily like try and ape that myself you know right yeah no i'm always trying to you know toe that line of like if anybody searches me on the internet i don't want anything out there that like will disqualify me from a job yeah. mm. uh but i have some friends who you know do more uh artistic kind of stuff and so like you know, they'll just post things about like, oh, my mom told me I should stop posting about masturbating so much. And like, it's so much more fun. <laughs> like, like, oh, you don't have any of those barriers. I enjoy reading what you do so much. Yeah. But. but that's what's great about a retweet, right? Mm -hmm. Is uh, Or like a, a, a like. Is that like, I can see content that I really like connect with. And I'm like, yeah, definitely. I don't want to tweet that. <laughs> I will shoot you a like. Yeah, like a yeah. lot of my friends will like post like super personal things. And I'm mm -hmm shoot them a like because I'm like, hey, I'm here. I'm, I'm I'm listening. I'm watching what's going on and I'm just know that I'm there yeah. and responding. Someone's responding because I know that for some people, like as much as I or you or someone else might not want to post those super personal things, um, people do, that does help certain people. Mm -hmm. yeah. Certain people are just built that way. So I want to be able to, to play the middle ground of like n not doing it myself, but supporting people who do and not, mm -hmm. and not like looking down on them. Yeah. 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 Well, I have a few friends that really struggle with um, depression and bipolar disorder. And like, I have such respect for them to be more open about it and talking about their daily struggles and, and to not um, to make that more public. Mm -hmm. uh, so I, I really like tip my hat to anybody who does that, because I think it's it's opened up that conversation in a way that didn't used to happen. Mm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, that's it. I think if you're if you're comfortable opening up even a little bit about that stuff i almost feel like you have to mm. like like if if you're not comfortable totally you don't have to yeah. but i think if you are like you kind of owe it to yourself even to to talk about it a little bit because it 
it's a release. Yeah, oh, it's, it's absolutely a release. Like, like I off the the longer posts that I put up are usually when I'm like breaking down in tears and yeah. just like mm-hmm. the the house is empty and I can't handle this by myself, or just sort of that has happened and then you're realizing, okay, you know, I can make it through this and blah blah blah. But something that I I've, I find it difficult to just post about it rather than post. Like there's always a kind of like if you're suffering too, you know. Like I wish that sometimes I could just you know post yeah. my own shit and not try to wrap it in this like I'm trying to educate people on what to do in this situation. Yeah, but it's uh, people are so fucking supportive online. It's really cool. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's the thing, and I think like the thing that I always realize in those situations is that most people are also dealing with something like this. Mm, yeah. You know. And so, like, you post it, and you're like, oh, it felt good to get that off my chest. And then you get a wave of support, and you're like, oh. Yeah, 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 yeah. Right. And also, like, I remember, like, a bunch of people think, um, why aren't you telling your friends? Like, don't you have any friends to tell this to? Why are you making this so public? But at the same time, like, by posting it on Facebook, I'm not sitting in front of you breaking down, forcing you to deal with me in this moment. <laughs> the people who don't want to deal with it can just scroll past it. And those that yeah. it affects or that, you know, want to support, they can. So it's it's not like... A that, cop out of not having friends. That, that kind of springs to mind something I've been thinking about a lot is uh, why is it so difficult to say something is not for you? Mm. Like to get angry at a movie trailer, like why do they have to keep making this shit? I'm like, well, you're not a child, so that yeah. wasn't made for you. Yeah, it's yeah. okay. Like, <laughs> you're not the target audience for Cars 3D. <laughs> right. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, but yeah, like there's such an anger for for that outside group, like that it's this isn't for me, so it's dumb. <laughs> yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. I felt that I, I saw Spider Man Homecoming, and I won't ruin anything. I was just uh, there, the, there's a love interest because that's not that's not ruling anything. It's fucking. <laughs> but and, and I was just like, oh, I wish they would just skipped over that part. And it's like, if I were a 14 year old girl, I would love that yeah. part. Yeah. So I I had that moment of just like back the fuck off. <laughs> yeah. It's not just for you. Well, like women comics get that all the time. Like it, I think it's just the first time that a lot of guys have been exposed to something that wasn't like geared towards them. Mm-hmm. Right. And they're like, fuck you. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Why does this need to happen? Uh, there's so much anger about you know something that's just not not catered towards you directly. Yeah, mm. yeah. Well, it's like the they've just announced that the new Doctor Who is. Uh, oh, I heard that. What? Um, I am blanking on her first name, but it's something Whitaker. I don't know her name. She was Jodie Whitaker. Jodie Whitaker. Not forced. Not forced. Not forced. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I mean, I have watched like a handful of Doctor Who over the years. It's not my thing. No, it's not for me. But I totally definitely not get... their TARDIS audience. Yeah. <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> but uh, I mean, I was super excited when I saw that they cast a woman to play yeah. that part mm-hmm. finally because like, yeah, it's just been a bunch of old white dudes and some young white dudes. And I was like, okay, cool. This is a step in like a different direction. Yeah. yeah. So now they have a young that. white lady. Yeah. Well, you know, <laughs> baby steps. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> For sure. Yeah. But I think my, my tweet was like my only problem because I saw a bunch of people tweeting about, you know, oh, a woman and a blah, 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 blah. And I was like, my Women only problem. can't be doctors. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> There's no vaginas in space. Uh, but my, my only pro- I tweeted, I was like, my only problem with Jodie Whittaker is that she's got more letters in her name than I'm ever going to remember to write. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, because she's got an E at the end of the Jody and a second T in Whitaker, and both of those are superfluous. Yeah, calm down, lady. <laughs> just, yeah, it's come just on. two letters that she yeah. needs to get rid of, you know? You know, and then maybe I would watch Doctor Who, but yeah. I can't get over it. Yeah, I've, I've never understood, like, being super angry about those things, but I also think that 
and this is not defending people who are angry about those things because I think it's, it is irrational and like, just get over it. Um, but I do think like the argument that's always made is like, it's ruining like my childhood. Yeah. So mm-hmm. I, I don't have any experience. Like I don't, I don't have anything that I've been following since childhood that I've been following long enough now into adulthood where it's been like that impactful for me, I guess. Um, you know, maybe when I'm like 30, I'll look back and be like, whatever this thing this new drake album is ruining my childhood <laughs> yeah well no yeah yeah they recast drake they recast drake <laughs> this new lake album is really bad um it's just water sounds yeah. <laughs> um yeah like i so i don't really have a uh, a basis to understand people who say like this is ruining my childhood and maybe they do really feel that way but i i do think like it's not other people's problem yeah well it was like what adrian was saying like you you don't have to absorb this new thing. No, you, you can also just have. enjoy what you did before. Yeah, like well, all and- the people who are mad about the new Star Wars movies having uh, a woman in them <laughs> and, and, a, and a, a black stormtrooper. Oh yeah. my god! Uh, doesn't make sense because in a cannon, like shut up, just stop, <laughs> just stop, load yourself into a cannon. Yeah. Um, uh, it, like just go and watch the old movies. Like maybe they aren't being made for you anymore. Like yeah, maybe right. they genuinely aren't being made for you. And if, if and if that's the case, like good for you. Right. Like, good for you. You don't need to consume the content because it's not being made for you anyway, so yeah. you're not going to benefit from it either way. Like, well, it's a win-win. Well, if, if you uh, loved it as a child, it was probably made for children. And it's now made <laughs> yeah. for new children. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, and it's never going to recapture the moment you first saw something. No. Uh, you, you can't re-ma- like you can't manufacture that feeling of... of um, the naivete of just not exactly. not yeah. knowing things yeah. like a lot of stuff that I loved as a kid is garbage, <laughs> but I had nothing like no frame of reference. Like yeah, yeah, this yeah. was I, just new to me, and it was amazing. I had a moment like that recently where um, so School of Rock was one of my favorite movies, mm-hmm. still is one of my favorite movies, and uh, I found out recently that there is a Nickelodeon like kids sitcom or whatever uh, oh. that is like it is School of Rock, like they've mm-hmm. adapted the movie into a series. Uh, Jack Black's not in it. None of the original people are in it, obviously, because the movie was from like 20 years ago. Um, and I was like, okay, well, this is on Netflix. I'm going to give this a shot. It's not bad. Mm-hmm. I'm definitely not the target audience, right. but it's decent. Good. Yeah. Good to hear. Yeah. The writing is punchy. It's exactly what you expect from a Nickelodeon sitcom, which is like, you know, good enough. <laughs> but I definitely had that moment where I saw the guy who they've got playing the Jack Black character and he's like a square jawed blonde dude and I was like this isn't right that's not Jack Black <laughs> yeah I felt, oh, they're doing the tick Amazon is doing the tick oh I heard about that yeah and uh, I feel that you cannot get better than Kronk is the, I, I don't know his fucking real name Kronk <laughs> from the Emperor's New Groove and he was in <laughs> Sign, he was the mechanic on Seinfeld oh the, the guy who played Putty yeah um, yeah I can't remember his name, but he's just—he yeah, he is a cartoon character. Yeah. He's like—he's massive, and his voice is amazing. And they've just sort of—it just seems watered down in, in it. So I'm just—I'm not—I'm just not gonna watch it, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, I loved the animated series, so oh. when they did the live-action one, I was like, no. <laughs> I feel yeah. like it's hard to bridge the gap between animation and live-action. Yeah, like I think that is the hardest thing for an audience to like accept. Yeah. Well, because they often tend to de-goofify hmm. when they go into live action, hmm. um, and you need you need some of the goof when the subject matter is goofy, right? I find, I think, like well, X Men, they tried to make it too serious, right? When I was like, 
90s cartoon. Yeah. You know, give me pinks, give me yellows. More Gambit. More, More Gambit. Gambit. <laughs> mm. God, that guy. I loved Gambit. Hashtag more gambit. Oh, <laughs> forever. Sherry. Oh, oh my god. He was mm, the best. Mm, Why mm. was he not like a big part of the movies? Because they fucked it up. Yeah. Yeah, he what he was in one of them and he he wasn't very good. He was like a bit part, right? Yeah, he was in uh one of the Wolverine spin-offs. I think Wolverine yeah. Origins. That sounds right. I also think he's the kind of a superhero or like comic book character rather that it's hard to translate to film and not make it fucking dumb. Hmm. A little bit. But they're all fucking dumb. No, they are They are all fucking dumb. But like it requires a certain amount of, and this, this is true of all of them, it requires a certain amount of like, um, like I saw something for the, the Black Panther movie, mm. um, which like the cast makes like no sense how good it is. It's oh, like insane yeah. how yeah. many people they got in this movie. Um, but like one of the enemies he fights, I'm not familiar with Black Panther, is called like Gorilla something. Like he's like a, he's a like huge ape right and um that didn't like that wasn't they didn't think that was going to translate well just like to a modern audience on screen because he's like it's just like kind of racist maybe i don't know i think that was like their problem with it so instead they've got like a dude who has um a suit on and he 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 has no like gorilla he's he's like a person but like he's got armor that's sort of reminiscent of like a gorilla's appendages and like how they're kind of huge forearms and stuff so it's more like um it like harkens to the character without directly being it. And I think like, I don't know that they tried to do that super well with Gambit. Yeah. Like I, I think that some of Gambit's powers are like a bit, or like the things he does and says in the comics are like, just don't translate well. Well, he's just a, he's a, he's a uh, charming womanizer. Is that a, can you put those two together? Yeah. In the nineties. Yeah. 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 That's that's what I'm saying. Now now. he'd just be a creep, I guess. He's a bit of a creep. Like stop calling everyone Sherry, especially like 15 year old girls. Like stop Uh, calling 15 year old girls. Yeah, He really leads Rogan in the cartoon. Yeah. Yeah. A lot. Oh no. In the cartoon rogues, a fucking bombastic babe. Yeah, she's not yeah. 15 in the cartoon. Yeah, but him and Jubilee were always and Jubilee, it, Jubilee. sucks. <laughs> she she sucks. Yeah, <laughs> doesn't she have an accent too? In the comics, they write them with accents. Oh. So. I love that. <laughs> yeah, the things written with accents. There was I saw I can't remember somebody retweeted this. Uh, it's Jean Grey and Cyclops watching a firework display, and you just see them and the light changing on their faces. Mm. And then Jean Grey leans over to Scott, and she's just like. We could we could literally replace Jubilee with whoever organized this <laughs> event. It's <laughs> so funny. I can't remember who the artist is. Uh, yeah, now it's a dumb power. <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty though. Yeah, I shoot stars out of my hands. <laughs> She's a very cool design though. Mm. I liked her jacket. Her hoop, her hoop <laughs> earrings. And she short was hair. in uh, X Men Apocalypse as like. Like she was supposed to have a way bigger role, but her lines got cut down quite a bit, and now she's in the movie as like kind of a um, I don't know what do you call that when it's uh, it's like fan service essentially. Like right, she, right. she doesn't have like any like big role. Maybe she's in the new one. I don't know, but uh, she was definitely in. She you know had her yellow jacket and well, her she's been, she's been that in almost all of them. There's like a, a little pan and you see a classroom <laughs> and then you see that yellow jacket and she's chewing gum and like, oh, Jubilee! Jubilee that's, all, yeah. that's all you can say for her. Why does she get to go to a school with people who can like uh, like change matter with their minds and like change their own biochemical structure if she can just shoot 
So you're you're proposing a two-tier schooling system <laughs> where one school is shitty powers. Yes. And the other school... The remedial like a little, like yeah. a little bit. Because also, like, listen, I know that, like, they're getting discriminated against, and I get it. It's terrible. They need a safe place. Are people discriminating against Jubilee? She's awesome. <laughs> she could just... No, like, she doesn't have any dangerous powers. Like, she could just... You know, like, the whole thing is, like, we're scared of them because Scott, oh, yeah. when Scott opens his eyes, he can rip a school in half oops <laughs> jubilee it's like hey jubilee we really need uh lights and sound at our uh at the talent show can yeah. you uh can you shoot some fireworks off like yeah sure yeah, she should just get a job at like a six flags like do Easy. like a stunt show they'd save so much money yeah. yeah yeah but she'd be she'd be so depressed you know she like she'd see the x-wing yeah. fly by and she'd be like i could i, I could, could be have been an x-men <sighs> that would be a way better backstory oh i would love that movie that like the yeah. the bitter old like failed x-man like yeah my powers weren't good enough <laughs> i make water warm <laughs> so so lame again though another but it's a practical power at least when when do you need warm water? Oh, well, warm. Okay, I thought you meant like bring to boil. No, not even. Like make oh. warm. Like you have a nice refreshing drink in your hand. Uh, I warm. look at it oh, and it no. goes all I mean, I guess gray. it's like good for pranks, like YouTube pranks. Ooh. <laughs> the people about to drink cold drinks prank. Ooh. Oh. Uh, and then yeah. as soon as the prank is completed, Jubilee just fires off <laughs> a little firework. <laughs> That's their use for her. Like they can't yeah. think of a better way of using somebody who shoots fireworks out of their front hands. You're the exclamation point to all our activities. Punked for the X Men universe. Yeah. <laughs> Did yeah. Gambit ever like cheat at gambling, like and like make a bunch of money that way? Because I would do that if I was Gambit. Uh, I think so. Was he any he good like at a cards? Swindler. Because he was his thing with cards was that he would make Throw them blow up, right? Yeah. Like, yeah. Oh wait, is his power that he can like he? So he com- he infuses things with kinetic energy that's that what he, he does right? he chooses cards explode. yeah yeah oh but i thought i thought there was also an element of it that he could li- like control the movement of objects no he just no. throws no, he them just really throws accurately them explode yeah. oh. he's a sharpshooter with yeah. things i, well, I dressed I as dice well, he could be a sharpshooter with dice yeah. i mean if you're yeah. accurate enough you can make them land on a certain side but he throws the cards like a mm. magician which is fun yeah, yeah. that's a uh, ricky J who's an actor and magician. He, he does a lot of like um, stunt or um, effects for movies. Like uh, where they'll, I think he did the wheelchair in Forrest Gump, like where he built it out uh, so that it would like the compartments to hide the legs. And like, oh, so right, he, right. He creates illusions for film that he doesn't tell anybody how he, he makes them. Oh, um, he's a really interesting guy. You probably recognize him if you saw him, but he has the world record for throwing a playing card the, the farthest. And so like he'll throw it like 50 feet and stick it into a watermelon. Wow. 50 it's really feet? awesome. I, you'd have to look up what the actual world record is, but it's, it's so impressive. Yeah. Yeah. That's crazy. That's dangerous. <laughs> yeah. Scary. But yet still kind of shit when you're throwing it at like a sentinel that's yeah. three stories high. Yeah. Ten stories high. They're big. They're big metal guys. Yeah. Pew, pew, pew. Sentinels were a thing that they really tried to dumb down in. Well, they had their, their like fan. They had their fan chests. <laughs> Super shitty looking. Well, like, yeah, when they put them on screen, they were just like robots. Yeah. But like in the comics and TV show, they have those like they look like they're wearing purple beanies yeah <laughs> <laughs> they're such awkward oafs i miss like really bad effects like i used to watch them the original doctor who's and sometimes they're just like the most brilliant things ever 
Like, there's a whole episode where they're stuck on a moon base, and there's a robot on, like, the loose that's killing people, and they can't find them. And then they're all sitting in this, like, the doctor's office, and they're all, like, you know, all the dead people are covered up with sheets. But one is clearly, like, a giant boxy robot. (laughs) And they're like, wait a minute, how many people are in the beds? And then it sits up, and I'm like, yes! yes." That's so good. I saw one with mannequins, and that was lovely as well. They're just... The mannequins and then the camera moves and then the the arm shifts yeah. a little bit. And then when they're actually moving, it's like kind of people in suits. <laughs> it's really weird. Oh, it wasn't like stop motion. That would have been way better. No, yeah. No, I don't think they had <laughs> the budget for stop really motion. Funny. Yeah, I, I just miss that rickety feeling mm-hmm. of those, those shows because they're all high production now, which is great. Yeah. But I, I do miss like it doesn't impede my enjoyment of a thing at all. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah I'd love to see something like modern that like just shoots itself on a low budget like that and, yeah. and does silly things. Have you ever seen uh, Garth Marenghi's Dark Place? No. It's a British uh, show where it's uh, it's supposed to be a 1980s like sci-fi Stephen King sort of thing that uh, was on air in like the 80s, and then they re-released it, and then they do like little interviews in between, but it's all like modern. And so the way they film it is fake uh, bad, so you can see all the strings. They're really sexist all the time for no reason. Oh, um, lovely. There's like a lot of slow motion. And then they'll cut to like the interview with the guy who created everything. It's like an egomaniac. And I'll be like, yeah, we used a lot of slow motion because uh, usually our episodes were running three or four minutes short. <laughs> That's a good oh reason. <laughs> That's really funny. Uh, it's a brilliant show. It's so funny. But they, they nail that like where the audio isn't synced right and the, the framing's always a little off. And oh, it's really good. So that's purposeful, purposeful poo. Yeah, but it's done really well. <laughs> purposeful poo. Purposeful, purposeful poo. poo. The genre of Mo- uh, most television. poos that I have are purposeful. I hope, like usually. Mm. Not all. Poo. You can't just just make a general statement like that I about, said about most. poop. Most. Yeah. I said most, and I said I. That's true. And you also said you hope. I hope. Yeah. Which I think is the so real. There were had, three I qualifiers. Had no in there. reason to jump down your throat. <laughs> wow. there. Oh, 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 oh god thank god you got out of there in time. Oh, oh man you sound nice, so much better nice cauliflower <laughs> oh i went deep yeah oh my god okay oh i'm having a non-purposeful poop no. <laughs> oh, no, no. that's what happens when people jump down your throat yikes it's gotta go somewhere yeah for sure rock yeah. bottom Speaking of rock bottom, uh, <laughs> do you guys want to take another trip to Tumble Down Ranch? Yes. yes. Uh, Tumble Down Ranch is a uh, brand new original horse themed romance novel being written exclusively for our show uh, by our friend Teffer. Last week, um, our protagonist Calendar shared a passionate kiss in the ranch with uh, mysterious foreign cowboy Tom. <laughs> and uh, yeah, did did you? I I didn't get to the kiss part in the show. Did you? Uh... Make the kissing sounds. We must have. It sounds like a nice kiss, <laughs> doesn't it? So many mouth sounds. Yep. <laughs> um, did we decide who's reading which parts? Yeah, I think so. I'm not yeah. super clear on who reads the bits. So, yeah, um, so what are we doing there? So there, there's sections on our scripts here, a little behind the scenes for the people listening, that have uh, each of us has different sections marked off in pen. Uh, oh, I see. Okay, yeah. So yeah, yeah. in those sections, anywhere that there is stuff that's not uh, dialogue, you'll read the bits. Okay, that that's yeah. Gotcha. Okay, cool. sweet. Simon called Calendar, tearing herself from Tom's startled arms and tearing up the hill. Simon darted into the stable, 
When Calendar entered, tussled and breathless, he was rubbing down a saddle in sullen silence. Simon, that wasn't what it looked like. Oh, it wasn't, replied Simon. There aren't many ways to interpret what I saw, Calendar. It's not. He just... We were talking and then... I don't know, there were horses. Simon cut her off. You don't need to justify yourself, Calendar. You're free to do whatever you want with whomever you please. I guess I shouldn't be surprised that Tom still has the ability to persuade women to do what he wants. He added in an undertone. <laughs> Simon, that's not fair. Cal- Calendar exclaimed. Oh, I get it. <laughs> women are not all exactly the same. Just because I find Tom's mannerisms and appearance to be deeply appealing, it doesn't mean every woman in the world will feel exactly the same way. Some women aren't even sexually attracted to men. Don't try to hide behind some sexy stereotype just because you don't know how to express your anger and jealousy in a healthy and productive manner. My jealousy? Simon burst out. I'm not jealous. Like I said, you're free to kiss whoever you want. I guess I just thought when I told you that he's bad news, you might listen to the guy who would have known for weeks over the one you met yesterday. I did listen, but I also (laughs) used my own judgment. And my judgment tells me that your history makes you incapable of judging Tom's intentions fairly. Your judgment? Calendar, you live with horses in the middle of the mountains. You don't understand what men like Tom are capable of. I just don't want to see you hurt. Okay, just hold your horses one minute there. (laughs) I don't understand. Do I need to remind you that I've been co-running a ranch since my mother died when I was 12? You think all the ranch hands I've hired have been nice, perfect gentlemen who say please and thank you and never try to pull anything? I've worked with men for the past seven years, and I've become a pretty damn good judge of character. So forgive me, Simon, if I hurt your feelings. But I make my own judgments, which guide my own actions. And if you can't deal with that, well, that's too damn bad. She stormed out of the stable, only to find Tom waiting outside. Everything okay? He asked, eyes full of concern. Simon's just being a little overprotective, Calendar replied. He seems to think you're going to besmirch my virtue and then leave me some sad, heartbroken spinster. Well, I do feel I might have overstepped my bounds a bit, and I'm sorry for that. I should have made sure you were okay with it before diving right in, as it were. (laughs) Tom said, turning his hat in his hands. Calendar smiled. Thanks for checking, but for the record, I'm okay with you diving in anytime. (laughs) Feel free. And she turned and headed up to the house. Calendar had just finished dressing when the doorbell rang. Big Joe answered it just as she reached the top of the stairs. On the doorstep stood a slim woman with long, dark hair and glasses. Howdy, ma'am, said Big Joe. How can I help you? I'm Kate Bradley. I work at the school. I'm actually looking for Calendar Scott. I understand she lives here. The woman replied. (laughs) Kyle's my daughter. She should be around. He turned and saw Calendar coming downstairs. Cal, this is Miss Bradley from the school. She wants to talk to you. What can I do for you, ma'am? Calendar asked politely. Well, Calendar, I've recently been instated as principal of the local school, and I've been looking over back files. I see that you've been homeschooled for the last few years. That's right, answered Calendar. After my mama died, I stayed home to help with the ranch. 
it was just a lot easier to fit my schoolwork in around my chores. Well, I saw that you're interested in reapplying to university, and I wanted to know if there was anything the school could do to help. We offer tutoring, writing labs, and so on. Carl's been learning essay writing from our hand, Simon. Big Joe, Joe interjected. <laughs> He's a right smart boy. If it's essay writing you're interested, Cal, interested in, Cal, it happens that that's my domain, responded Kate. I could come by once a week or so and check on your progress, just to make sure it's up to standard. That would be nice, Big Joe ejaculated suddenly. <laughs> Pardon? What? <laughs> yep, that's what that says. Okay. <clears throat> Big Joe ejaculated suddenly, his expression perhaps more excited than essays really called for. That way you'd know you're on the right track, right, Kelly? Well, um, well, I'm not sure Simon will be teaching me anymore, thought Calendar ruefully. Sure, that sounds just fine, she said. Thank you, Ms. Bradley. Please, call me Kate, answered the teacher. Could I come by tomorrow evening to check on your progress so far? Absolutely, bellowed Big Joe. We could all have a nice supper. Kate gave him an amused but warm smile. Well, thank you. Until tomorrow, then. When Calendar left the house, Simon was out front leaning on a fence. She lowered her eyes and tried to pass him quickly, but he called out to her, Calendar! <laughs> she walked over and leaned on the fence next to him. What is it, Simon? I'm sorry, Calendar, Simon said in his deep, mossy eyes brimming with remorse. You're right. I got caught up in my issues with Tom... And I did not respect you as you deserve. I'm so sorry. I just... I feel very protective of you. And the last person I felt that way about, well... Well, she got mixed up with Tom. And the next thing, she was dead. <laughs> so my perspective isn't great. I can understand that, Calendar replied. And I was too harsh with you too fast. But I feel that since I'm in the middle of this anyway, I need to know your side of things. What happened between you and Tom? What happened to... to Kelly? Simon sighed. I want to tell you, Calendar, I really do. But there's a lot to this story, and I do have to get these horses groomed right now. <laughs> could... could we... If you're okay with it, could we go out riding tonight? I'll tell you everything, I promise. But it's easiest for me when I'm out in the open. I'm the same way, Calendar smiled. And of course, a ride would be nice. Thank you. And Calendar, he said, hesitating. How serious is it with you and Tom? How serious could it be two days in? Calendar asked. I have no idea. I'm just feeling things out, as it were. Well, good. Th that's good. Quickly, Simon squeezed Calendar's hand, resting on the fence next to his. I'll see you tonight, then, Calendar. <laughs> and he turned away, leaving the clarity Calendar had found that morning dissipating with the morning mist. Mm. Things are heating up. Things yeah. are heating up. Jeez Louise. I, that's a good formatting. That was, that was helpful. Yeah, I think yeah. That, that helped a lot. Yeah. So I'm a teacher, not a werewolf. Well, I mean... <laughs> I feel like there's... I could a, be both, I suppose. Some potential for, for love there. 
the late night tutoring. Yeah. Mm, for big for big Joe. No, for calendar. Calendar and Kate. It's true. Oh yeah, she did mention that there are some women who are attracted to other women. Mm-hmm. Whoa. An interesting tidbit. Oh, I, I didn't I glazed over that bit. I didn't hear that. So wait, are we um we're reading it and we're also analyzing it afterwards? We're we're the talking <laughs> dead to this as well as <laughs> Exactly. Oh, yeah. Okay. Cool. Yeah. I like that he he ejaculated because that's a <laughs> that's a Sherlock Holmes thing. Like Sherlock Holmes, like ejaculates a lot. <laughs> <laughs> Sam. Uh, it was just he was talking to his daughter, right? And it was just in that moment. But it it does have ejaculate. like a more general meaning. Yeah. Oh, and, yeah. Of yeah. course. Of course. But yeah. The Sherlock Holmes Words. book. He's always ejaculating, and it's always like. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I say, Watson. <laughs> Here I found. Watson. Elementary. <coughs> you okay there, bud? Yep. Yep. <laughs> I liked Wait. those sounds. <laughs> oh, dear. Guys. <laughs> Guys, we have a bear in our logo, right? Yes. Yeah. Oh, wait. We do. Yes, we do. We do have a bear in our logo. Uh, uh, yeah. And uh, if you pledge, <laughs> <That's> <laughs> <a frail. laughs> I'm just still thinking about Johan's sex noises. <laughs> oh, 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 sorry. Hey, oh. It looks like a robot seal. Oh, he's back. <laughs> oh, guys, if you pledge at the $40 level, you get to name the bear in the logo. Uh, this week, our resident bear naming expert, Kendallin, wants you all to know that the bear's name is the Shady Bear of the North. Mm. You know, with uh, climate change and all that, I feel like the Shady Bear of the North is going to have to start moving south at some point. You know what I'm talking about? Well, maybe that's how he's getting himself ready. Or he's he's hiding. He's afraid of the climate. And yeah. he's, he's got oh, a blanket. Oh, that's why he's shady? And he's just like, get away from me, hot sun. <laughs> <laughs> or he's turned to criminal enterprises to sustain him. Yes. Oh. Nope. He sells watches. He yeah. like he, has, he just pulls apart his bear fur. Yeah, he smells he watches. And yeah. Sits at his shady desk with some whiskey in. Right. It looks just like a Rolex. Look at it. <laughs> it's all caught in his hair. Fur. Oh, ouchie, ouchie, oh, oh fuck, God damn, the diamonds, the bezels stuck in my feet. That's <laughs> such good quality. <laughs> so, yeah. You know, when I when I created the perk, the, yes. 40, the $40 level perk where you got to name the bear, in my mind, I was like, oh, people are going to like name the bear like a name. You know, like, like this is Alfred. our bear. Like Bernard? Well, Alfred Bernard. Well, Sherlock. Sherlock. Oh, hi, Sherlock. <laughs> <laughs> this is... Elementary, my dear Watson. Sorry. And then, and then Miss, Miss, Miss Lemon? Is it Lemon in that one? The, lemon. The, no, the, the one who owns the... When no, no, no Lemon's Poirot. <laughs> Miss, um, lemon's Poirot is the fucking... No, no, but in Poirot, I think his secretary is Miss Lemon. Oh. But yeah. then in Sherlock... Oh, Miss something. She's the, she owns the house or something. Yeah. You sure you're not? Anyway, she was cleaning jizz. Rock. She was cleaning up jizz. That's the joke yeah. I wanted to make. That she was gonna clean up, <laughs> cleaning up a bunch of jizz. Yeah. That's the sound of a after mom. every case. <laughs> wow. After all that ejaculating. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Sorry, you were saying about how you wanted people to name the bear. <laughs> yeah. Well, that, that's all. 
I'm just, uh, I, I was thinking in a different direction when I created the perk, and mm. I've been like... You should start paying yourself $40. Intrigued by the, the way that it's gone instead. Is there a pattern? Like, if you line them all up, do you notice, like, a progression? Well, they've all been candlelit. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I know. But there's been many, no? Yes. Yeah, yeah. How long has this perk existed? History moment. A few months, at least. For as long as Kendallin has been alive. Yeah. And longer. I, I don't know how long she's been alive. She's very... She's a baby. She She's a baby? She's literally a baby. She, she types can't, like... really well for a baby. And now I'm picturing a little chubby baby at a computer and it's making me happy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and it sort of just uh, falls off the, the office chair. Cause, oh, no. Cause, well, it's, oh, it really has no spine okay. strength. It has no spine? <laughs> no. And then, no, it, it has one, but it's jelly at that point, right? Uh, the spine spineless is made of baby. jelly. Well, it's That's not true. made of... Look, you're taking everything I'm saying very... I'm saying it's a mushy baby. And then he lives with... <laughs> this is a new sitcom. He lives with four other babies who also try to do human things one of them's trying to make coffee and then it just falls over and then the, the other one a lot of them ends with them falling <laughs> yeah over. yeah that's the 12 seasons that they just try, keep trying to do things pretty sure it could be better than big bang theory though yeah yeah i feel like that's what a lot of like old sitcoms were it was people doing things and then like tripping yeah and then, yeah, yeah. And then the studio audience goes fucking ape shit <laughs> well, john ritter fell over again ah! And then, like, really old sitcoms and the patriarch of the family going, Ah, oh, damn it! <laughs> Shuffling newspaper. <laughs> Nothing can compete with the super comedy that we have now. <laughs> yeah, that's true, huh? Oh, the standards. What are the, what are the current, what are the modern standards of comedy that we... That we lie no that's not a new thing but i just started watching the one on netflix uh friend college college friends old oh, college friends thing, how's something. that i like it i like it Wait, what's it called friends from college friends from college yeah it's literally called that out like yeah out and it's six people <laughs> from college it's like they uh, keep saying that they're from college like all the time okay. <laughs> remember when we were in college yeah. <laughs> yes friend i do and it's just chock full of lies and that always makes me sigh a bit but it has a lot of really good humor in it too so Chock full of lies. How do you mean? Like, well, this about the fucking they're lying to each other, and then like, oh, the other person could find out, and then you know that uh, that farce. kind of stuff. Is that that's what that's called? Yeah, like you know, where there's all these mishaps and misunderstandings, and everybody runs around. Yeah, I always feel like Downton Abbey could be solved in like one counseling section. Like, <laughs> it's always just like if you just tell them. Yeah, that, yeah. You know, like you let the sheep out. We could just <laughs> bypass all of this. Is Downton Abbey that like? Um, mundane, like no, it, no, it's more soap opera. I, I think Downton Abbey and Game of Thrones are kind of the same show, except for just no dragons <laughs> and more boobs. But like, less incest, same amount. Oh, is there any incest? Probably. Yeah, I can't remember, but th- there are some British soap operas where it's literally like Gary Sheep got out, and that's like a three month arc. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Really three like, months. <laughs> It's a real whodunit. Yeah, yeah. It's a real whodunit. Who it's a real whodunit. And Someone. then it, it turns out it's a sheepdog. Sheepdog can open the gate. The sheepdog open the... Oh, sorry. Oh, oh, I oh, solved oh, another oh, one. Oh, oh, God. <laughs> Every time I solve one, I, I ejaculate. <laughs> well, you guys, that brings us to the end of our show for this week. <laughs> if you enjoyed this, uh, remember to rate and review the show on iTunes. It's the best way for us to get discovered, and it's a good way to show some support without having to do any money things for us. Uh, if you do want to do money things for us, you can go to patreon.com slash up for discussion and uh, give us all your 
hard-earned cash in exchange for perks. Uh, tonight, we're going to be sending out a handwritten letter and a custom portrait to two of our patrons. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's exciting. And you can get perks like that once more at patreon.com slash up for discussion. Subscribe to the show on your podcast app of choice. Leave us a voicemail at speakpipe.com slash podcast. Share this with your friend who you think is a spineless baby. Uh, you can follow the show on Twitter at Down With Talking and each of us individually. I'm at Tom Zalatni. I'm at Johan Denora. At Boxless Thoughts. At Red Random. Special thanks to Crackers and Jam for letting us use the title track off their EP Benson as our theme music. You can find all their music for sale at crackersandjam.bandcamp.com. Also... Guys, we have something to plug. We do. Finally. Usually people come on the show and they're like, talk, talk, talk. Yeah, okay. Let me plug my thing. Now we get to plug our own thing. So here we go, guys. Let's read it one word at a time. Oh, it's it's written? Yeah. Uh, mm -hmm. So starting with Tom, one word at a time. If you're in Montreal tonight, July 18th, will be doing a set. As part of La Belle Improv at Comedy Works. Doors at 8 p.m. <laughs> it's $8 per person. And there's a happy hour drinks special on all night. Come! Come. Oh, sorry. Sorry, oh, 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 oh. <laughs> Yeah, we're doing, a, we're doing a set at Comedy Works for La Belle Improv. Doors at 8. $8. Happy hour drink special on all night. It's a really fun show. It's a really fun place. Martha's amazing. It's yeah, shout great. out Martha. Yeah, shout Has out Martha been on the show? No. Martha, get on the show. We're going to change that. <laughs> okay. All right. <laughs> we're not going to kidnap her. <laughs> well, I'm not saying we're going to kidnap her. I'm just saying we're going to get her on the show. Yeah, but you can't, you can't just go, we'll change that. Wow. Expect us not to assume that you uh, have you a bad If you kidnap Martha, I've seen you say it, so I know that it's going to be a real quick who done it. <laughs> it's a sheepdog and I'm going to have to change dog. my pants very quickly why is your Sherlock Holmes Michael Caine <laughs> <laughs> Marco Caine Master Wayne I've got Master Wayne your back see you guys next week we are yes come to see you was in a Benson Joe Benson Joe Benson Joe